It's Thor two. It's Thor. It's Thor two. Um, more like Thor poo. Yeah, because it stinks. <laughs> God, it's you know. I just I had to clean up some cat shit right before we started recording, and that was better than watching Thor two. But shorter. You, you paused it to clean the cat litter. Was that for uh, Iron No, no, not cat litter, just on or the floor. Or was that... Oh, the cat just shit on the floor? Cat just shit on the floor. clean that up before. It's just an old cat, and it, old cats do stuff like that sometimes. <laughs> That's like a perfect, perfect prelude to this to this movie. I think this is the worst one. Like, my, my ranking... We, we gotta do, like, an official ranking, because... My the two Thor movies are at the bottom for me. Like I even think so. beneath Hulk, even yeah. beneath Hulk. When you, when you get down to this, well, that's the thing. Like none of these movies are like. Well, this is, this is where we run into a terminological ch- challenge. Um, none of these movies; these movies are never that bad. Like they're never bad. Like a bad movie is bad. Oh yeah, that's why. But, I always but a like bad the lowest, movie would yeah. be better than this because it would be more interesting and how bad it is like like it's, i would yeah. i would rather watch like a dracula 3000 um like a bad mediocre like a mediocre bad yeah where it's like bad but it's like it's you know technically competent like that's that's what i usually give like a two-star rating to where yeah, it's, it's like lukewarm you know, it looks fries like a from- movie it's, it's, it's like it doesn't look like it was shot in someone's basement. It doesn't yeah. sound like the audio isn't fucked up. There's not uh, microphones dangling in the camera. It's just it's not absolutely insane outsider, like low budget sleaze just to get like nude girls in a movie. It's not that or it's not one of those like god awful like Christian films. So I can't in good faith give like something that like as awful as this movie looks and it, we'll get into it this movie looks like shit yeah it's um it's very much ugly, like the peak of like your eyes just kind of yeah. slide off of it that's yeah it's like they look like movies but it's so like glossy and sheen with that you know cg overlay and all the special effects uh of course, computer gener- generated and just the color grading, where there's just nothing to latch onto. The the actual they dark just, world just, is is very ugly and dull. Like that that should be the interesting part of the movie when they finally you know you're sitting there the whole like you're sitting there for an hour like Millhouse. When are they going to get to the dark world? <laughs> We're going to the dark world. We're going to the dark world. When are they going to get just, to the fireworks factory? <laughs> It's just sand, and it's not even, like, good sand. It's not like you're watching El Topo or any of those other movies where they shot on, like, an actual desert or whatever. No, it's just, like, they threw some sand on the floor of a studio and just sat Chris Hemsworth in front of a green screen. You know what this reminds me of? Most of this movie was shot in front of a green screen. A lot of this reminds me of... Dragon Ball Z, where every fight just kind of takes place in a vaguely detailed wasteland. Like, okay. At first, I wasn't sure if you meant like Dragon Ball Z itself or the just 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 because because just at least in the anime, it's like, and I, I'm going to confess, I've really only seen the abridged series, but 
it's like every fight just kind of takes place in a vaguely detailed environment where there's just kind of a desert with some cliffs or something or, or Namek, which just kind of sort of looks like the, um, the Lorax. And there's just like, just, just these kind of empty arenas for the fights to happen, which I understand in animation in a show like that, where you've got to like make like 500 episodes. Um, and there's other stuff going on, but in a, in a, in a movie, in these movies, and, and more and more of these movies, like they look like, like I noticed the Eternals seemed like a lot of that from the trailers. It's just, just fields and plains and wastelands. Because it's all green screen, and they yeah. kind of like it's easy to train. Like they probably they shot a real field at some point, but the actors sure weren't standing no. in it. Oh, it's or like, like um like a PS2 like era. Like um, a warriors, like a dynasty warriors game or something, or because of the the graphics, because it's like one of those games you fight like a hundred guys at once, but every arena you fight them in is just kind of like a blurry gray f- area, yeah, or blurry brown area with some cliffs that stop you from at the edge that stop you from leaving, and that's what. <laughs> <laughs> Except it's for the London yeah. fight, that's what a lot of this movie and a lot of these movies start to feel like it it sucks man (laughs) it's 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 terrible so um we should probably do the plot synopsis (laughs) yeah let me let me do the plot synopsis um because you know what the 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 most unfortunate thing about this movie is it establishes a very critical part of like the continuity because it introduces the uh like the red ether they don't they only say this in that mid-credit sequence with uh, Nicio del Toro. Um, that that's the I think it's it's the Power Stone, the Power Stone, the Infinity, Infinity Stone. Solid. And it's this movie is so bad that like in come Endgame they go back in time to go back to this movie and make it better, basically, and make it more entertaining. That's I'm I'm some I'm only somewhat joking. I'm only that's somewhat really joking. funny. It's yeah, okay, but um <clears throat> all right. Out of the dim shadowy past, he walks into today. That golden-haired immortal, straight out of yesterday. Mightiest of Vikings, walking the land once more, hurling thunderbolts as he goes. The great, the mighty Thor, the Thunder God, the Thunder God, Thor, the Wonder God, the Wonder God, Thor. From HBO's Alan Taylor, the auteur television director behind Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, and Boardwalk Empire, it's Thor. Two! The Great and Mighty Thor returns in Thor, The Dark World, a movie I saw on a date in 2013 and remember little to nothing about because it's somehow even more lifeless and boring than the first one. 2022 Oscar winner for Best Original Screenplay, Kenneth Branagh stepped down from director to producer and passed Thor's hammer off to Alan Taylor for his work on Game of Thrones, presumably since it was popular at the time and nobody knew what the fuck else to do with another Thor movie. Suffice to say, there isn't anything dark like bloodshed, dragons, or rape and incest like the Dark World. Nope, all that sicko shit is for television. 
Not movies meant to make Disney $300 million in China. After the events of the Avengers, Thor and his merry band of forgettable sidekicks are waging a war of peace throughout the Nine Realms. Back on Asgard, Loki is grounded in Odin's underground gun dungeon for gay war crimes on Earth. Some evil dark elves Odin's dad thought he genocided eons ago escape from the Phantom Zone so they can steal the ether. Red glowy goop that has the power to return all nine realms to the cosmic darkness during Convergence. A rare alignment of the worlds over Greenwich, England, predicted by Stonehenge. Uh, Natalie Portman phones it in as Jane Foster, who's abandoned being a girl in STEM and conveniently moved to London so she can pine after the alien Viking that goes to her. When she goes to investigate a case of gravitational instability in a scene that's nothing like the Beyond segment in the Animatrix, Jane falls through a space portal and is infected with the space scoop shit before the Dark Elves can get to it. Uh, and, and fearing the power of the glowy red goop that will destroy a mortal like Jane, Thor takes her back to Asgard for like 45 chemistryless mi- minutes until Doctor Who and the Dark Elves come to do some terrorism and kill Rene Russo off. Then some more stuff happens in front of a green screen that should look kind of cool and vibrant, but instead looks like a sci-fi channel movie color graded by Zack Snyder's team. Thor 2, The Dark World? More like Boar Poo, The Shart World. This movie stinks. I'm going to be telling Miguel to play a lot of fart sound effects this episode because, boy, is this movie a stinker. It's not uh... even... Not not even Marvel people like this movie. This I think this has... I'm not sure if Hulk is lower on the letterbox average, but this one's like 2.5 or 2.6. This one's low. Um, like, yeah, even even Marvel, except for the the real the real soft brained ones, which we'll we'll get to because I found a gem. Um, yeah, they they think this is a stinky doo doo, boring movie. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, no bueno. Um, it's it's weird. Um, and I think like I, I could kind of feel your synopsis sort of slowly degrading as it went along. Yeah. It's like it's just this movie degrades. This this it's entire like movie is just like stuff happens. Like the pacing is off. The editing, even like when I say pacing, I mean even just like moment to moment. Like things just sort of happen without a lot of Im- with a lot of impact like it like it's just an even flow of events and then it ends um and it's so hard to keep your eyes on what's going on cuz just and and this is this like we this this thing we 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 keep trying to describe this this teflon quality to these movies um at their if not worst at their most them at their least interesting. And this movie is just that uh, most strongly encapsulated so far. Um, yeah, because like this, this movie, they had no, they still had no idea what to do with Thor. So they're just like, what's popular right now. And what was popular was what else fucking game of Thrones. Like there's, there's that one, the scene where uh, Frigga is assassinated like the editing you mentioned it looked like a television show because it looked almost like shot for shot 
exactly like there's that one scene in season one of Game of Thrones where I think Arya escapes from the uh, palace and I forget what the capital city is um, called, King's but it's Landing. like King's Landing. It was like the like practically the exact same angles and just like I had mentioned already that Game of Thrones had just come out when the first Thor was released. Like I think it was a manner of like maybe it like it was like a couple weeks or something like that. Then again, I'm 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 pretty consistently wrong on this show. Uh, that this sounds show. that sounds about right to me. But I'm just going from memory. But like they got Alan Taylor specifically because he worked on Game of Thrones. Um, and actually, I uh, like many cases when the Marvel movie is shitty, the behind the scenes is a lot more interesting. Um, so like bef- Kenneth Branagh is like, I don't want to make a sequel like with such a quick turnaround from like making the first one. Uh, so he he stepped down from being the director um became producer for this movie i don't know if he's producer for ragnarok but um yeah and also in the interim since we talked about thor uh kenneth has won another oscar so congratulations congratulations he got to see the slap live too but um anyways uh yeah marvel had beforehand like they were deliberately looking for HBO people to work to direct this. Like, aside from Patty Jenkins was like in serious negotiations with Marvel for like uh, several months in 2011. But like, aside from her, they were really looking at people who have like directed episodes of Game of Thrones, especially. Like, uh, there's a Brian Kirk, um, a guy who directed a bunch of episodes of Game of Thrones. Uh, never had worked in a big budget movie before, had only really mostly worked in television. And then they also looked at a guy named uh, Daniel Minahan, who also directed a bunch of Game of Thrones episodes, uh, but had never made a feature film before. So (laughs) this is, I feel like they were kind of testing the waters a little bit with, or this was like a shallow first attempt to do the thing that they now do, which is plucking a, independent filmmaker who has made like one or two films, like a, a film that has recently done very well on like the festival circuit. And they're like, okay, we're going to give you hundred, $200 million, make this movie more money than you've ever seen in your life. Um, but it's also hysterical because uh, Alan Taylor, um, who's, we should also mention he, he made the uh, many saints of Newark. Which oh, I haven't which seen apparently it, is terrible, is, yeah. Which is apparently terrible. Um, but, like, at, at least in looking up, uh, like, information about post-production, Alan Taylor was actually pretty transparent about the fact that the movie's shitty. Um, at, least, at least in the, you know, somewhat after. Um, so he said at, at like, he... He said at one point, and I'm just going to read this. um, I've learned that you don't make a $170 million movie with someone else's money and not have to to collaborate a lot. The Marvel experience was particularly wrenching because I was sort of given absolute freedom while they were shooting. And then in post, it turned into a different movie. 
So that is something I hope never to repeat, and I don't wish upon anyone else. That that yeah, seems so to be the, what happens to a lot of these. Is, um, yeah, he yeah. So this Marvel or this Marvel experience, this Marvel process, or I guess how you can the factory, as we like to think about it. Like I, I just mentally imagine just a meat factory churning out fucking prepackaged meat, and it's oh, it's it's Marvel movies. Um, but he like, I I think he might have gotten a little trouble for saying this because he he let this slip at like the D three Expo, which is like the big giant Disney like exposition um, they hold like each year where they show off oh all the new Disney things that are coming out. They're like, look, we got five new Star Wars movies yeah. coming out. Um, so he said, he said, um, in a quote. Uh, we're doing full scenes, scenes that were not in the movie before. We're adding scenes, creating scenes, writing scenes for the first time. The one involving Loki was a fun connective scene. We realized how well Loki was working in the movie and we wanted to do war with him. So it was kind of, that kind of thing. It was like, oh, we could do this. We could just jam it in there because he's such a wonderful guy uh, to watch and do his stuff. Um, which I, I threw Loki in there specifically because <laughs> the original... The original version or the original, like, cut of this movie, Loki was supposed to die off. And then in the original, like, completed draft or screenplay, Loki wasn't actually supposed to appear at all. And the only reason, the only reason they put Loki in there was because Loki did so well, um, like, with the Avengers and they actually like included like a original test screening they did for this movie included <sighs> like this was supposed to be the end yeah. of Loki. Which he was supposed and, to get killed. And that's <laughs> a, I die. find that interesting that it and it makes sense that he was both added in late like, and then modified late. And, and 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 that shows you how much it's like they're like, oh okay. Um it, make the movie you want to make and then it'll just come in and fuck with it a bunch yeah. after after the fact. Um like yeah, this is just no one. Clearly, no one had control. Like, just too many, too many pots or pans well, in the that, kitchen. Too that's many the fingers thing with the these dip. big franchises, and and we'll see how. Uh, I don't know at what point they switch to like the real assembly line model. I I, I need to. This I don't know where it. to find more behind it. the scenes. Well, I think it's movies like this that probably led them to do that, where it's like, okay, we need these to be more consistent. And tie into each other more, and that necessitated a more centralized system. Um, but even yeah. even um, at this point, like with these big franchise movies, you can't nothing can stand on its own or be too different. And so you need to come in and and re chop and rearrange things. But I mean, that said, like Loki is one of the few things in this movie that like is kind. <sighs> kind of works oh, i mean i Tom? think they i think they sort of like like you can tell he's added in late because yeah. he's the way they write him and handle him feels a little bit off like he's a little yeah, too for, for the first 45 he, minutes he's in gay prison yeah or and, he's, and then grounded. he's grounded he's when they spring him it's like he kind of integrates like a little too easily and he's too he's a little too goofy like he should be funny but he's like a little too like doing his tight five you know <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I I feel like Tom Hilson's back must hurt from really carrying this movie. Like, yeah. he, like when he when he came on screen, it was 
like there was just but not, he was very not a pulse, not watchable. pulse, but like a faint, just a like a faint, like yeah, he's he's very watchable presence. as this character, and, and even even when he's a little like the execution's a little off, he's still fun, and it's like this from the get go. Like if we're gonna imagine like a good version of this movie, um, and I, I could almost see what like. Like the parts are kind of there. It's just this whole movie is so, and I, and that must be a product in part of so many reshoots. The whole movie feels first draft. Like everybody's one-liners are just like, um, what was oh, I had it in my notes? Like, yeah, they give Darcy a lot of the one-liners. Except well, Darcy is just a, a yeah. quip machine well, and just, nothing yeah. else. She's she, just the, that, yeah, even worse than she was in the first movie. It just makes her really annoying. Um, she did have one line though at the. The very like I think it might be one of the very last lines of the movie. Like, uh, uh, Yolner flies past, and the only reason I noticed this was because I had the uh, closed captions on my TV just for for convenience sake. And she called. She re- she saw it go past, and she goes, "Oh, Mew Mew." And I, I yeah, you know, I kind of thought that was funny, but that's you know, it's it's a like, drop of water a in a dry wasteland. Of- well, that's the thing. There's a handful of moments that you could say sort of stand handful, out, like, but they only stand out four. because the rest of the movie is so is so dull. Exactly. Like exactly um, when Thor goes to be like, "Okay, Loki, we need you to get us out of Asgard because we're going renegade," and he's all like done up himself, and then he's like, "No more illusions," and then the illusion fades away, and he's all like fucked up, and his prison cell's all messed up. Like he's just looks like shit. Oh my god. So I that's, remember, okay, that, like that's kind that of clever. It doesn't like, like but, the yeah. execution isn't even very good in a lot of these, but, but it's like, like you're the, like, you squint and you can see a better Loki, movie. The Loki, well, the Loki fangirls were all over that scene. I remember, like, I remember that being a big, uh, big, uh, popular gift set that would make the rounds on Tumblr. Just, you know, emo Loki with like the bloody foot in his, with his, uh, you know, he, he kind of looks like his character in, a. uh, uh in uh Jim Jarmusch's uh uh shit. <laughs> Hold on, what's the fucking Jim Jarmusch's lo- shit. The only the, the, only, the only lovers left alive. I don't know why I just blanked on uh, a movie oh, I the really vampire liked. One? Yeah, he was Yeah, the vampire one, which is uh with Tilda Swinton I've, I've who never is, seen I love. any of his movies. Um Only Lovers Left Alive is great. Um Tom Hiddleston should just be like a he's just great at playing like a goth pale guy and that that's that's as broad as a like label as i can give him to encapsulate something like a undead rock musician vampire and the god of tricksterism or is that whatever what he it is, is in only lovers left alive yeah he's like a uh he's like an uh, he's like a vampire who's who's, who's like, a, rock become a reclusive rock rock musician yeah. that's just lestat yeah, but it's it's from it's, Anne Rice. That's just Lestat. I mean, I mean, kind of. But he also gets to bang Tilda Swinton. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which um, is which is a pretty good trade off. Uh, you know, um, I, I read a few but, of those Anne Rice books, man. I could uh, just as a, sorry. Just some just, God, you know, I'd like to find an excuse to talk about those someday because they're weird, man. <laughs> but um, Thor. <laughs> so Thor. <laughs> Thor, fuck this, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, okay, so, so all the, there's like the pieces are all there, but they're just everything's very obvious. Like, 
Thor, like, or Loki betrays Thor at one point and stabs him. And it's like, as soon as he pulls the knife, and I'm like, okay, this is a fake betrayal so that he can then betray the bad guys. And it's like, yeah, yeah I've seen it's, and then there's the engineered prison break. The, the bad guys have a big horned guy who's got too many greebles on him. Like all these movies, that's like bad guys are just big guys with too many greebles. Um, and, uh, It's it's like everything again. Everything feels like like Loki kills that big horned guy later in the movie, and he's like, <laughs> "What does he say?" I wrote Which, it down, and he he just uh, says, "The fact um, that they're calling him see a horned you in guy, hell. we don't even know his name." No, yeah, the big bad guy monster. He just says, "See you in hell, monster," and that's like not that's such a flat line, see and that's like a lot monster. of the like action hero lines in this movie are just like, "You're bad, and I don't like you." They yeah, feel like placeholders for real dialogue. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, oh god, the whole escape sequence from Asgard, and, and they do like a like a heist movie thing where they're all sitting around describing what's going to happen. Then you cut to it happen, then cut back to them planning, and then cut to it happening. And, and the entire Thor squad, which again, all of them are set up like they're kind of like supposed to be distinct and have personalities, but then they don't. And all they exist to do is a series of "I'll hold them offs." Go on ahead. Yeah, yeah all of that's all of them. All yeah. of them are just. I'll hold them off. Go on ahead, over and over and over again, and it really sucks. <laughs> did you notice them? One of them. Did you notice one of them was replaced? Of course you didn't. Uh, no. The, the, how the, how the, would the, like, that, how fancy, would I like, notice Robin, the, the like, or the rapier Robin guy one with like the the yeah with like the thin ass sword? Uh, yeah, 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 that's they, a rapier. I forget who that's the original dude was, sword. but they replaced him with Zachary Levi. Um, I didn't notice the, the he was guy. a different think, guy. Yeah, of course like, not, because they're so inconsequential and so underused. And like, also, what happened to the black guy? Didn't didn't Thor have a black friend in his group? Or well, am I they, making this up? I think they looked didn't at the depth. They looked friend? at the statistics, and they're like, "Well, we've already got Heimdall. <laughs> we've already got Idris, and we just don't need another black guy in this movie." Um, I think no, he might have. I think he was there in the beginning. In the no, that's yeah, the got, Asian guy. The Asian guy. Oh right, Asian guy. Yeah, I had in my notes like Chinese Viking, which like I, I, like there's no yeah. like, I, like there's no reason they can't be multi ethnic, whatever. It doesn't really matter. There is like something not. like of course slightly not. funny. Like these are supposed to be the Norse gods. We've just got one one Chinese guy, just one. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, and, and 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 again, like the fight, like it reminded me. Because we get we get a Lord of the Rings exposition intro where where oh, where um, same Andy thing Hopkins as the first movie too. Very bored while he explains yeah. how the 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 Asgardians genocided the Dark Elves who existed before time when all was darkness and they hate the light and that's their sole motivation the entire movie. Um, yeah, they're just, yeah, they're just the Frost Giants again. They're just evil. But they're dark yeah. elves. And then like the like the first movie kind of vaguely gestured at the idea that like maybe going to war and wiping out an entire race is bad. Like, it, like vaguely. It kind really of didn't though. No, it. Not even, I wouldn't even say vaguely. I would say yeah, it didn't at all. Cause I don't remember. Anything. But I mean, this movie is like, um, Thor's grandpa there's, didn't kill all the dark elves. So they came yeah, back to destroy the universe yeah. and then Thor killed them. And it's like, okay, so like the more, the moral of the movie, if you're paying attention, which I, I wouldn't fault anybody for not paying attention is like, if you should genocide, <laughs> the bad race and you should be thorough 
Yeah, stinky movie, That is the moral of the movie. (laughs) Stinky Um, movie. But again, like, I wonder Um, what the original movie was underneath all the reshoots. Um, Well, yeah, I... Because that would explain why so many things feel thin and first drafty and placeholder-y is because they are making it up at the last minute to slot in where there was supposed to be another movie. I think Alan Taylor said something along the lines that it was originally supposed to be more of, like... um, Kind of like a like a children's like fairy tale sort of as kind of like adventure romp, I guess. Well, I feel like um, like like Willow. And, and yeah, like I feel like in yeah, theory like this is supposed to be like an eighties fantasy movie. Um, yeah, which and is like when um, when Patty Jenkins was in talks, like she really she had pitched them on like Viking Romeo and Juliet, which is hilarious because uh they had natalie portman and chris hemsworth have isn't that what they do with wonder woman then they had kind i mean to I, some I feel extent, like yeah natalie portman's character gets slightly more personality in like the first act and then she's just a plot object oh, for the rest no. of the movie oh my god she's oh that fucking that fucking scene where she's on first of all why are you on a date you clearly don't want to be on like that. Oh, with the that's with the guy from IT crowd who's. Oh, that's okay. He's not the no. That's the who's the transphobic one? No, uh, no, not not he not wrote Graham it, right? Linehan, the writer of the show. Graham Just <laughs> the guy who was like the one of the uh, one of the 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 lead okay. cast members, and I forget his name. The Irish guy. Okay. I always found him like he's he's a he's a good actor. He's always very charismatic, and I feel like. But I mean, this movie like just doesn't need like all the Earth stuff at all. Like why? And I, this this might have been reshoot stuff because it's like, oh, we got to have the climax in London. We got to go back to Earth. We got to follow Cat Dennings and P- Peter Skarsgård around. Oh, they do Peter Skarsgård dirty in this too. He's like the idea of him uh, going kind of crazy yeah. from being possessed by Loki isn't a bad idea, but they just treat him like such a joke, and it yeah it feels Although like I, I really like to totally see... out of place and mean spirit. I I would very much like to see the uh, raw footage of. Uh, him running around Stonehenge with his dick out. Uh, Disney, release the Skarsgård gut, please. <laughs> the Skarsgård for, gut for me. I mean, not not really. I don't want to look at an old man sick and balls, but like, yeah, no, that's the, the, the like Skarsgård cut actor. or the scar. Hold on, hold on. the Skarsgård <laughs> cut or the Skarsgård uncut. No, oh. I mean, I don't know what they do over in Sweden. Um, Probably uncut. I don't know what they're. It's really Pro- only in North America where where uh, people who are not um, of the tribe are prone <laughs> to do that. I think. Um, yeah, he. I mean, Stellan Skarsgård is a great actor. He's like or is fantastic. It and I, I think I can't keep. Yeah. I forget which ones. I forget which ones. Which I just know he's like the older Skarsgård, but he is great. He rules. Yeah. What was that? What he's, was that cop great. show he was in? The British cop show. Where he like saw visions of the victims or something or ghosts. Not Ghost him? Whisperer. No, no, no I, that was a I British don't know. Show. I'm not. A, I don't watch British TV. <laughs> you know, if this um, was like I mean, 2008, I, it'd be just be like, well, British TV is the best TV. Yeah. Um, oh well. Yeah. That I was that was the, the yeah. thing. The the opinion du du jour for a while. But yeah, no, he's, he's oh yeah, especially they with just, they make like such HBO. A, they make such a joke of his character in a way that is like, 
But like, we just don't need like like this should just be a fantasy movie basically, and we should just like not have the Earth stuff at all. Or if we gotta have Natalie Portman in it, just just enough Earth stuff to get her to Asgard. Um, and then like that's it. Like like the movie should start at the end of the first act, and then we just never go back to Earth. Just fuck Earth. It's boring. But the, we, all the other the movies are set is... there. We we don't need to go there. But the problem is, Asgard also sucks. It is boring. Asgard also. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like this ver- hypothetical good version of the movie, it's like Asgard would also not suck, and the Dark World would not suck, and everything would not suck. So it's like there's yeah. also any other things you need to fix. But like this should be like Legend or Willow or like an '80s fantasy movie with like yeah. cool art direction and cool visuals and and like awesome sets um, and costumes, and it's not and that's why it's yeah bad. and like also you know maybe dialogue that's not terrible um because they're trying to mime game of thrones because that was what was popular but they don't do at the time they didn't know what the fuck either. else to do with it's ip they don't they don't do anything with the game of thrones like yeah, they set they up can't. they vaguely set up that there might be like a romantic rivalry between natalie portman and and sif like like thor's cucked warrior uh friend zoned woman and then that never goes anywhere. Um, no. And that's like, that's No, something. that was a plot line. That's a point dropped. of tension. But this, like, this movie just has too many plots. We've got like the Natalie Portman comes to Asgard and she's a human and she's out of place. And then that just doesn't go. Like, like, water. Just, there's like, you get two, you get two jokes and then it doesn't go anywhere. Like, yeah. and that's, I guess that is like the reshooting. That's the, I mean, putting like, I, in putting Loki in is a good, good decision. Because it should have been it in from the beginning. It saves us from being absolutely unwatchable. Yeah, like like this movie like, from the, the beginning should have been Thor and Loki are forced to work together, and you deal with the yeah. trust in that, and then the two of them, and maybe Natalie Portman, and you give her like something more to do in this movie, and then they just they go on a cool space fantasy adventure. Um, yeah, and like that should have been the movie, but there's just like eighty other things going on that don't go anywhere with the earth bullshit and Stellan Skarsgård and Kat Dennings and fucking uh, the, 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 the jailbreak from just the guys they arrest at the beginning of the movie uh, and the and dark elves are boring vision villain. villains with no motivation <laughs> and nothing interesting about them. And of course it's like a guy and his, he's, he's all dressed in black and he's pale and he's got a uniform that's got too many greebles on it and a big hood. And he's in a big, pointy, dark, big spaceship that's got too many fucking greebles on it. And it's just like Star Trek 2009. Yeah. And every other one of like the any other like sci-fi fantasy action adventure movie from the last 15 years are all bad guys with too many greebles and big, dark, pointy spaceships. Um, yeah. It is It is just like a, like the most... Every decision is just the most obvious decision, creatively, plot-wise. Like, every single one, every line of dialogue is, again, it's like placeholder dialogue. There's just nothing, nothing about this movie has any personality or imagination at all. Um, It's, And I don't really Um, put that on Alan Taylor. It's, I think he's just, you know, this is what you get when you make a Marvel movie. You know? Yeah. He and he was forthright in saying, like, yeah, I don't I'm not proud of that work. And the end result was vastly different than what I had originally shot. 
and envisioned. So he he definitely feels screwed by the marble machine in some aspect. But there, I mean, the the unfortunate thing is Marvel is like become just so so dominant in our culture and entertainment that even the bad shitty ones like this still have their ardent fans and we we had been yes. me and Stone had been talking about this inexplicably there's nothing inexplicably there's, there's a little tiny bit of loki and like nothing else and there's there's nothing about this movie to grab onto um at all <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, like, a, it's a smooth featureless object it's a it's the sphere from phantasm but nothing pointy comes out have you ever seen phantasm Yes. Yeah, I have. Oh, then you, yeah, yeah. Then you know what I mean. That movie. That movie's awesome. I yeah, it's the. Um. Yeah. So I we had been talking about this for a while because the the further we go along the Marvel Cinematic Universe, well, actually, our next movie, if we keep going the MCU route, our next movie would be Winter Soldier, which that would give me the opportunity to go into all like the shipping and like queer baiting discourse. That's oh, like generated that, yeah. specifically around like that. Now, like the now Steve we get Rogers like the. Bucky. Now I think we've got. Here's the things I want to do as we go on. Yeah. Um. Is I want to. Yeah. I want to dig into the fandom and want to dig into the marketing machine, not just like the ads and tie-ins, but like all of the like clickbaity discourse articles that are just yeah. closet advertising, Clearly, whether literally bought yeah. and paid for yeah. or just chasing clicks by talking about something big, which is just indirectly being yeah. part of it. Because <laughs> I, I think like like a lot of the discourse around these movies, especially as we enter the like socially conscious 2010s, um, is manufactured both for the benefit of whatever website is putting up this or that article and to advertise the films where they'll be like, oh, you know, like, oh. like, Absolutely. And then you see this with like other stuff, like more recently, just because the, these are ones that come to mind because they're more recent. Like the whole Fucking thing is, Eternals. Like, is Eternals. Yeah. Oh, the first sex scene in a Marvel movie, which I mean, we debunked. There's a sex scene in Iron Man. Um, yeah. And um, the, 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 and you see those other Disney stuff, like, oh, the first gay kiss in Star Wars. It just happens in the background. And it's exactly, it's like they, yeah. they want to do as little as possible. And hype it up as much as possible, and they just get people arguing about it, like like or, or Luca, the Pixar movie, which is a perfectly fine movie actually. I liked it more than some of the other recent stuff of that type. But they had this whole like, oh, it's a queer coming out story, all this discourse about that. And you watch the movie, and it's like, if you really squint and read into it, you can find it. But it's like, which is like, it's which it's one just on the one hand is, you can also just read it is about yeah. like people from different cultures becoming yeah. friends, which is like a pretty stock story. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's, it's fine when I like, I will, I will grant cause a similar thing, like Loki, like putting aside the fact that I'm, I'm not even stepping in that discourse where, uh, you know, like uh, shipping, like, because there were a fair amount Loki of people is who queer would ship and Thor he's and Loki and he's together. literally a minor. But like, but like Thor and Loki have better like chemistry and better. They're more entertaining and engaging to watch together than Thor and Jane. And so, oh, like, yeah, part yeah, of the usually. reason I think that like a good amount of like you know 
queer shipping takes off is because like the straight romances aren't very interesting or, you know, they don't have that sort of like emotional or dramatic like baggage that can be really explored and um, developed. But anyways, I'm I'm getting off topic because we're we're finally doing the goddamn thing, which is seeking yes, out yes. terrible reviews uh, that give this like give these movies like absurdly high ratings. Um, so I've, I I perused. We're going after Letterboxd. the simps. We got our we got our serrated knives out. Um, so I I I went through Letterbox as I usually do my favorite social media platform, and. <laughs> I, I just searched most recent five-star reviews and most of them were like, you know, maybe one shit post sentence or like, hey, yeah, or, you know, someone from Brazil or whatever. And then I came across this one, which is like seven paragraphs long. And it is, it is the most soft brain thing I think I've ever read in my life. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to share this guy's name, but people have ways of, I've already posted it on my Twitter. So who cares? Uh, it's not, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll read this because it's, it's, he breaks down the main complaints people wage against this new movie and why they're wrong. Um, but in doing so also provides a nice backbone for just the many problems of this movie that we'd like to discuss. Oh, this, so further. this guy, we're, should we name him? Is that unfair? Um, so I just, I just I, yeah, I just, I like looking, sometimes people's profiles, like you look at, like you try to get like context for what their deal is when you see like a review like this. Yeah. Um, oh, he gave, he gave like Moonlight half, half a star. I, Not I, one and a half stars, half a star. I wanted to look at like the movies he actually hates, but I clicked my rating highest first. So it's like the movies I like yeah. most. He gave Heather's one and a half stars. Amazing. Well, he gave he gave like uh, <laughs> like I'll 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 kind of grant giving the uh, David Lynch short the grandmother where he's just like in a he's he's got one of the his collaborators just pretending she has no leg in a rocking chair. He get, he gave that half a star, which I'm like, all right, I I get it. If you know you're not into that shit. Personally, that's some like three star shit for me, but I I'm a David Lynch simp. But um, yeah, Blaze Blaze is a uh, probably the, the most pure example I've come across on Letterbox of someone who just seems like completely Marvel brained. Like you go through all their lists, like like prison movies ranked, uh, action movies ranked. Every movie at the top, like is a Marvel or a DCU movie. And all of like, his reviews have like, like eighty hyperlinked links to his lists, which have to like, you have to put the HTML in for those manually on Letterboxd. So I'll like give him effort. I'll give him that. That's that's impressive. Like, yeah, and on oh my god, his ET slash Alien films rank. Guess where ET, the St- Steven Spielberg's fantastic, uh, great movie ET comes in. What guess what number that that's sitting at? I don't know, twenty out of forty five. <laughs> no. Uh, thirty-one out of thir- thirty-one out of one hundred twenty-two. But uh, do you want to guess what what he ranked higher than ET or or 
No, uh, no, but he, uh, he, no, uh, but he, he put, uh, he put Venom, well, I'm Venom 2. <laughs> he put Venom 2 at 16 and, uh, let's see, number one is, uh, Avengers Endgame. Or no, it's an Infinity War, I think. I, yeah, Infinity oh, War. Oh, I guess those technically have aliens <laughs> in them and stuff. Yeah, okay. That's an alien movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I'm, let me, let me just read the, uh, first paragraph in this uh whole his uh first clap back at the complaint uh the right rightful complaint that has been laid waged against this movie may i add um so yeah yeah his his review isn't really a review (laughs) it's just a series of defenses against things he's read in other people's reviews that are critical of yeah pretty much okay i get it that this may be the low point of the thor franchise which are all five-star fantasy action flicks to me. But this one is largely loathed for what seems to me are all the wrong reasons. Here are the main complaints I see from folks regarding this film. Also, this guy just says folks, like, all the time. Like, that, listen, that's folks. That's such a soy hey, thing folks. to do. <laughs> it's, just, it's like, dude, you're not in, in, like, a freshman year orientation group. Calm down. Um, complaint number one. The film is graywashed. My answer... What the hell is the point of this complaint? If you want a colorful watch, go back to cartoons. Linking the color templates of this film... (laughs) Linking the color templates of this film, or any film, to its entertainment value is like saying the Mona Lisa is garbage because it's not neon. Okay. I'm not claiming this film is on an artistic level as the aforementioned Mona Lisa, but it's a fair comparison of how I feel about that complaint here. Sir, can, please get your eyes checked. I think you might have cataracts because this this movie is like on the level like of Man of Steel to me. I'm scrolling this guy's reviews, and it's just like almost anything superhero he loves. It's way high. so he's like, so this is the weakest of the Thor movies, but they're all five star movies. Like, I don't under like I don't understand this guy's brain. <laughs> just like I mean, this is this is Chris Chan brain. This Fantasy is just another films, right? <sighs> yeah, it's just it's got the most stuff he recognizes, I guess. Yeah, well, there's a, but like, can we can we can we talk a little bit about how awful this movie looks? Like, you know, putting aside the fact that just large chunks of this movie were clearly just shot with actors in front of a green screen. Like, there's 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 one moment where Natalie Portman looks really badly, like superimposed into the environment and also i will say wasted fucking opportunity for to not let natalie mo natalie motherfucking portman go like black swan mode at like in all evil and shit she won an oscar for that shit why wouldn't there's there's no scene where like she freaks out and does evil shit because she's infected with the ether yeah she and that just the seems, ether like, which is just such a non-thing MacGuffin. Until it, in, until yeah, until they're they're like, oh wait, we gotta, it's an Infinity Stone. Uh, we gotta tack on this uh, mid credit scene. Uh, um, but no, this like this movie looks as like maybe just like a level above how drab and gray Man of Steel looked. Like it's not quite as completely desaturated, but it's it's 
really fucking desaturated. Like to the extent, like the the climax. Like I get it's in London. Okay, the stereotype is London is constantly rainy and foggy, but it just it, just watching that scene gave me like seasonal depression. It just it looked that bad to me. Just no no light no no popping colors. Just again, my eyes just sliding around in my skull. I didn't. It's everything just looked terrible. Like it's hard to describe, like what's wrong with these movies visually and and in terms of how the action plays out. You but you just there's no it. When oh, you I think see I it. had. You know what? It struck me because I remember in there is this one part in Thor Ragnarok. Um, it's like the the Valkyries. Uh, it's like a it's like a shot. It's it's completely digitally composed. So, but it's the way it's like the composition of it. It's like a like a almost like a Renaissance mural or or one of those like the Sistine Chapel. And it's the the comp. I realized part of it is the the composition is part part of what matters. Like in what makes an environment and something on screen pop out and hold your attention. Yeah, and because- well, that, that's that's where I think, uh, in addition to just like the uh, lack of like good sets and not always lack, but like varying to middling quality of sets and costumes comes in, is when people say these movies look like TV shows. It's they don't have very deliberate composition a lot of the time. It's that. Because yeah. TV shows are produced not only on a smaller budget, but on tighter schedules. You don't have time to set up more elaborate, set up and light more elaborate shots. So it's more kind of utilitarian. And these movies have that TV show utilitarianism up to a point, except when the camera is freed up by the entire sequence being CGI. But, but then it's just yeah. doing the whip, whip around shit, which I'm, <laughs> I'm very tired of. Um, hey, you know, at least, at least um, nobody knocked the camera. <laughs> well, you can't when the camera doesn't actually exist physically. <laughs> no, yeah, um, yeah. I just—it's like saying the Mona Lisa is garbage because it's not neon. Well, that's why everyone what, always what goes is, back to it. It's, it's what does like, that mean? well, this movie doesn't have to conform You're... to your tastes and standards. Is basically their argument about all these things, and it's like, well, that's tastes and standards are what define whether or not you like a movie. <laughs> Like, yeah and also like he's and then he follows it up like i'm not claiming the film is on the artistic level of mona lisa but like you did you did like, give it a five star rating you just did <laughs> you just did like okay but we should he's got um, a bunch of these and i think we should go through them and and, and just sort of summarize like because he, he gives like uh like so we've got complaint number two the film's villains are not as entertaining as low-key and this is a dumb complaint because the dark elves are right great because they remind me of the star trek 2009 villain nero oh that really memorable villain who was (laughs) super interesting and his ship again like like i said a guy like an angry pale guy dressed in dark with too many greebles and his big greebly dark ship um and he has and he's just he was wronged in the past and he wants revenge and that's it um Oh, and they also sort of look like the orcs from Lord of the Rings, and that's he—he he like, just that's, likes this isn't, this isn't, of things. Yeah, just like, just, well, they remind it's, me it's, of it's, other. It's Christian movies. brain. It's Christian brain. It's it's IP brain. It's like look, it's a uh, look, it's a uh, look, like 
and uh, oh my god, complaint it's, three. But, the film is mostly exposition. Wait, but wait before before oh. before you go on to complaint three, uh, because I I do want to throw this in, um, because the the uh, well, I I don't think we I only alluded to it, but the I don't I don't watch Doctor Who. I don't care. I actually think it's kind of cringe or or because I I was on Tumblr when like Super Who Lock was a big thing, and I always found that cringe cringy and weird. Um, like it just exuded theater kid energy to me. I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not yucking anyone else's yum, but, uh, uh, the, the villain, this is this uh, the entire show Malekith? is yucking your yum. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You're not well, allowed to Malekith, enjoy things. The, the main dark elf is played by Christopher Eccleston, who I don't know which doctor he played, but he played doctor who. He was, I think, I think he was, he was the, the first, first of the rebooted doctor who from the 2000s. Yeah. I, um, yeah, he, he didn't like playing playing this role at all. Like, he, well, he has nothing to do. He's, he, <laughs> yeah, he said, well, that and he said, like, he was basically lied to by the production about how much, like, makeup he would need to wear and, like, how long that process would take. Um, so he, he said, like, and I, I pulled this from the uh, IMDb trivia page, which is a really great resource, although not... None of them are really cited, but I'm taking this on pure faith. But he he said that like he really hated spending all those long hours in makeup um, to get the look, uh, with similar to like the problem Hugo Weaving had and why he didn't return for uh, to play Red Skull in yeah uh, Endgame. Um, yeah, he yeah he claimed that. Marvel never like had lied to him about informing him how these extremes, like how extreme the makeup requirements were going to be. Um, and later, according according to a, a like a, a, a the uh, Collider, Collider has a really great series. We've we've referred to it a couple times. It's uh, how like the MCU was made. Um, their one on their article on the how Thor: The Dark World was made has this really great uh, quote where. Uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston uh, subsequently rep- compared his experience shooting the film to putting a gun in his mouth. It's and here's the thing: like if you're gonna make an actor go through all that, and it's funny, like if you're gonna make an actor go through all that, give them a, something to do. No, he's like, just give yeah, them a he's fucking just like character to go with all that fucking makeup, and they might darkness. be less pissed off. He about just it. wants to do what Thanos ends up doing, but he has like no. No backstory. It, it doesn't help that he speaks in like an alien language for eighty percent of the movie when he's on screen. So it, well, it's, it's just like that's they don't, really distancing. They're just generic, and I mean, like you can get away with having generic bad guys if a, a lot of other things work, but nothing else in this movie works either. But it's ah, it's just yeah. And I like think they nothing. they also there's probably basically they like also I mean, probably we, a lot. Yeah. Like, I think we're pretty reasonable. They, like, when there's yeah. things to like, we point them out. Like, even if we're kind of against the overall project for larger reasons, we'll be like, well, this, I can see why this works. This was entertaining. I can see why people like this. Like, I mean, this movie just sucks. And did it make money? Like, was this, I, I don't, I know it wasn't especially huge. Oh, it made, of course it made money. Of course it made money. Um, yeah, I mean, the, again, the only thing I, well, I didn't even, actually, I didn't even bring up uh, Chris Evans' cameo. 
The, the oh yeah, when I, Loki's Loki's doing his Loki's doing his stand up routine, he's transforming into different people, and he turns into Captain America for a second, and that's again like he's Which, he's being a little it's too. Cute. It is. He's be, like I think just the way it's, it's executed, cute. he's being a little too goofy. Or I think he's he's the kind of guy who should be like I a little like more it. like witty and snide. But it was it was cute. no yeah. no. Wait, Chris Chris Evans should be a little more witty no, Loki, and snide or or Loki Trump. should okay. Loki's a little too goofy. Or I think he should be like a little more okay witty, a little drier, a little more snide. Yeah, like like not that, that moment, he can't do that bit, bit, but he's just like. But again, like it's reshoots. They're thrown in it at the last minute. They probably just didn't have time to finesse it. But um, yeah, I just but like I just again, like, like again, like Chris, like Loki's yeah. one of the most watchable characters they have in this whole deal. Oh. Um, so well, Chris still, got to like, do some comedy, which was which was nice. He he was actually like it reminded me like he got his like his first big movie role was in not another teen movie. And he, yeah, oh, yeah. Chris Evans I is in that movie, and he I turns around, and he's movie. got like a banana stuck up his ass. Like, so, <laughs> so Chris Evans kind of started out in comedy, in a way. Like, and he was before Captain America. He was more known for playing the smarmy, jock same, kind so, of, so the, similar the origin Storm. to Ryan Reynolds, who like started with Van Wilder. Those, those college, yeah, kind of similar campus um, comedies. Yeah. So Miguel, please, please, please insert the little clip of. Chris Evans cameo in this movie. Oh, this is much better. Whoa. Costume's a bit much. So tight. But the confidence. I can feel the righteousness surging. Hey, you want to have a rousing discussion about truth, honor, patriotism? God bless America. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that that's, again, that's the only thing I remember. Um, let's, let's move on. What's point, complaint number three. The film is mostly exposition. I think this is an overused excuse to rate films of particular genres poorly. Sure, I get it that the complaint does sometimes apply, but I think this complaint is similar to when I complain about a film, such as The Batman recently, having too much dialogue. This kind of thing just seems like personal opinion as dialogue and exposition. Of course it's both personal opinion. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just take a critique and say that's just your opinion, man. That's what a critique is. Um, <laughs> I, it's, but it's like, it, here's the thing. It's like all films are exposition. It's, is it done in a way that's interesting or entertaining or is it flat and boring? This is flat and boring. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, completely I, like, flat I don't, and completely boring. I don't think we need to like read them all out verbatim. Uh, I, I just, I, I kind of want <laughs> just because his like, his, uh, diction is very interesting. That's, that's, you know, okay, fair. That's true. But I, I just think we should just like highlight. A phrase or two, because he's um, like, we'll be here. Uh, to for me, this hours. is all gold. This is all yeah. gold to me. Um, Are we just bullying yeah, an autistic guy? No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's we're not making. It's not like we're making money off of this. So that would be entirely different. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, the, his fourth point is the film lacks action. Um, what again? If you have this complaint here, then please leave action flicks alone and go back to your nominated dramas. This one opens and closes on fine action sequences, although I will see that there are better action sequences out there, especially in the MCU in particular. I tend to give those flicks five stars, too. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, even if you really love Avengers or something, like, 
like, I don't get, like, I admit this is a weaker MCU movie. It's a little, also, I, so I went through, while we've been talking, like, he links all these lists he's made in his reviews. Yeah, in every I've, single one. Every single one. I don't know why he has so many different lists, like jails and prisons ranked, space travel ranked, fantasy <laughs> adventure, so airplane funny. movies. <laughs> but every, every single one is 50 to 80% superhero movies so every list is mostly the same movies with just like a few different ones and it's baffling to me like you love like you you love superhero movies and every and like every genre of movie you can think of you find a way to fit the superhero movies in there and put them all at the top yeah it's I mean, this this is just we are we're just we're just bullying a very art, a very autistic guy. <laughs> That's what we're doing. I mean, but how many people like this he's, review? Twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all those people. Um, I think you know what complaint, I, complaint number. Yeah, yeah, go on. I was just saying, maybe in the future when we do this, and and this is just thinking on the fly, we should look at the reviews that are really popular. Um, so that I mean, if you find one that's like really out there, like that's but we should look at the ones that I, are really popular and bad because they represent I some looked, sort of consensus. I I looked for like a popular five star review. I was like ten pages into the letterbox like no, that's I mean in this case again, yeah, it's Thor. The like it's this is this is interesting because this guy's so dogged about defending this aggressively mediocre movie. Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to pick any. I'm just thinking. Notes on the fly. Yeah, like we can we can edit yeah. this out. Um, um, uh, complaint number five. There's a lack of romantic chemistry in the leads. I missed the romance tag here. Was this supposed to be a love story? I don't even get that here. The two seemed fine on screen together, but then again, I wouldn't know the difference between romantic chemistry or a pot of boiling water. Whatever. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's just very the, autistic. <laughs> But like the but here's the thing like the lack of romantic chemistry is a problem because a on at one point this movie was like like the relationship between Thor and Jane is like central to it how is. this movie's plot it, it like is in theory unravels. supposed to be the heart of the in film. theory at least like it, it also it's like clearly supposed to be the heart of the film this and this is a common type of defense of when people are like defending a movie because it's like they're feel insecure because other people criticize it. It's like your, it's it's not your criticism is inaccurate. It's your criticism doesn't apply to me. Right. He's like saying, well, I think the action's good and I think the romance doesn't even matter. So your criticism just isn't even valid. It's like, well, it was never valid to you personally. It's like, yeah, that's what opinions are. I don't, (laughs) it's just, I'm, it's fascinating because this is emblematic of the way a lot of people process media, even if this guy's going to bat for something that's like especially mediocre, but it's that same yeah. sense of like, well, no, I'm allowed to like it. And it's like, well, you know, joking aside, I, no one ever said you weren't. Yeah, but I do I do kind of want to rip a little into like, I, I feel this movie really took natalie portman and like jane foster like what little character there was for her like other than like a ah, quirky science stem girl in the first movie like she becomes just a plot object for she, she is it's the last 
half of the movie. And I felt like, like for the first 20. Fucking Portman, an Academy Award winner. And there's like, she's no wonder she like walked away from the MCU for like almost 10 years. She's like just coming back because they finally got someone who knows what they're doing making Thor movies. I haven't seen the fucking next Thor movie's not even out yet, but like, I guarantee under it's. Hell of gonna be a hell of a lot more entertaining than yeah. It can't even if it's worse than this. If it's worse than this, it'll be like it'll have to be bad in an interesting way because it's about as bad as a movie can be in that sense of like bad mediocre. Um, Yeah, this is like it's it almost makes it worse than like a actual like like a shitty like shot on home video. Like uh, I put my granddad in a wig. Yeah, no, this is this is really just just a boring. Like I, I think my letterbox review of this was a movie that plays in the background of a porn video. Yeah, but that would kill any boner. There's, there's like that's another. Well, you'd thing. have to there's notice no, it. No, no, it's it's no too boring for you chemistry. to notice it's on yeah. in the background. Um, oh, okay, that's so that's what you mean. It wouldn't okay. kill your boner unless the... the porn is itself so aggressively mediocre that you're looking at the <laughs> background. Um, it's not the set decoration. It's like okay, we're gonna have a. Thor playing in uh, the background while you no no it's just out. like those those like low budget lower budget porn yeah. videos where it's just the TV's yeah, yeah, on yeah. in the background and just something is playing. <laughs> it's, um, it's like oh, oh it's like, oh, <laughs> just got Rick and Morty playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, uh, Seinfeld or uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, Natalie Portman has done like real dirty here, like like as. Like arguably one of the like most respected or most like definitely definitely one like a prestige actor like she's re- given nothing to work with here. I mean, like, th- like I said, there and, was and, like and even what they just don't go anywhere. With there it. there like, was a glimmer. I want to see Natalie Portman be evil. There was a Give glimmer of her being a person in the first like twenty minutes. And then she's just kind of tugged around Asgard, and then she becomes yeah, like she's... a Mary Sue. Like her whole romance with Thor felt very fan fiction to me. It is. I like, mean, I said like there's. It's never like so. Why does why is Thor so madly in love with this woman? What what is it he loves like loves about her? What what is what is it that like fascinates him? He explained the nine realms to her over a campfire after she hit him with his her car. That's that that's the reason yeah, she it's... hit Oh no, maybe like being like hit by someone's like vehicle or like their like horse drawn carriage and like Asgard is like a marriage proposal in their culture. Maybe that's But then why did he accept I, I don't it? Know. Like I, like to me it's it, just yeah. like there's there's nothing there like like you look at like within the mcu even so we can make kind of an apples to apples comparison like um tony stark and pepper Potts like have a dynamic yeah they have like an an attraction and a friction and you whether or not you like like whether that's like the best example of that ever anything not really but within within the apples apples comparison it's like it works it's functional you get what's going on i don't like if there was something where it's like you know all, all my life I've been just like a meathead with a big stick, and then she she showed me how like interesting the world can be with like yeah, science no. and knowledge. Like that could be something. That could have. Why wasn't that the first movie? Or Why isn't that anywhere like, in that this? No, um, 
It's not, or like even like you know, you take like Peggy and Steve, and like their their big overarching thing is like they're going to be separated by tons of decades, and the fact that she ends up fucking dying, uh, you know, a couple years after he's resurrect, he's you know resurrected from the ice. Yeah, you get a nice but, like, little they, romantic they, tragedy but, to that. Um, yeah, and that's and an angle, but there's like. Like, there's just nothing here. It's so empty. And it's just so, like, it's, like, I think those, these are the, like, the scenes with, like, Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth, or, like, Jane and Thor, are the most boring of this movie. And unfortunately, that's the first third of the movie. Yeah, I I feel like there's not nothing there. If you had gave them better material, maybe some chemistry would emerge. Or maybe they just don't work together. I don't know. Admittedly, I'm not the best. I, I can I can tell you there's like it was approaching like negative chemistry le- like on the level of like Liv Tyler and Ed Norton in in Hulk. oh that's it was, pretty like, flat almost as yeah bad. Um, it was almost as flat that, yeah it just doesn't I don't know just, like, nothing in this fucking movie works man like the first one the first one like you've kind of got something when Thor's on Earth and he's the fish out of water. There's a little that that kind of like it's something. It doesn't like the execution's still not there, but it's something. This movie says nothing, but like the pieces are there. Like with just if you just trimmed out the extraneous plot stuff, doesn't go anywhere. If you add dialogue that didn't suck, if you add more imaginative art direction, um, you could have a nice two-hour fantasy adventure movie. If you didn't go back to Earth for any of that bullshit. You just have a nice two-hour fantasy adventure movie. I think... I don't know if they're just, like, too scared that it would be too weird or different to do that. So they just had to contrive all these familiar elements. I, I don't know. It's... God, I'm, I don't, I'm just so happy this wasn't over two hours. I would have killed that's, myself. Yeah, it's, the, it's tied for Hulk as being the shortest to do. movie in the MCU. Which that's is amazing so that sad. none of these movies are, like, 90 minutes. Like, that's weird. I mean, I feel like was... Was like Batman eighty nine and like Sam Raimi Spider Man were, I think just under maybe a little over two hours. Like I'm I'm trying to think has there ever been like a tight ninety mi- or is there like a tight ninety minute su- like big budget superhero? Uh, no, uh, Batman eighty nine's over two hours, just uh, a little and, bit. And the Donner Superman is the same length as Man of Steel. Um, weird because one movie just feels like it goes on and on and on because it just is a 45 minute scene long loud terrible gray fight um but i i mean i don't i don't know have like aside from obviously you know your b movies uh or maybe those early awkward low budget Marvel adaptations. There was like the the Punisher in the eighties. I don't know if those uh, X Men are the, closer the, to like ninety the, minutes. The first Brian Singer X Men movie is an hour forty four. That seems to be the shortest of the major movies after a quick bit of googling. Yeah, which the, is wild for being an ensemble yeah. movie with for being an ensemble movie that's just got an ensemble of villains that it needs to set up. Like that's pretty tight. I've, I've seen that movie in a lot. Yeah. I watched that movie a lot as a kid. I haven't seen it in a long time. I don't know how it holds up. Um, but the thing, the thing about the X-Men is they're a metaphor for being a pedophile. You're, you're, you have a special <laughs> power and, and you're persecuted by society for no reason. And that power is the love of young boys. 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I don't, I, I don't want to talk about Thor anymore. Um, <laughs> I don't wanna, do you have any more thoughts about Thor? Because this, this movie is just like, let me, let me skim my notes. I think I had a couple like big ones yeah, wait, buried me, in like the really incidental, um, rapid fire. Da, 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 oh. Da, oh yeah. There's, well, there's, there's just like, there's a few little oh, things. Wait, oh wait, who fixed the fucking biofrost? That's never addressed. They made a big fucking deal about just, Thor destroying the Biofrost at the end of the first movie. The Biofrost. Yeah, the Rainbow Fucking Road. Bi Bifrost. It's Bifrost. It's, Biofrost. It's the bisexual frost. That's why it's a rainbow. But yeah, it's it's the biological frost. But yeah, no, they. It's just fixed. It's just fixed. And as of like Avenger, as as in the Avengers, they say it's not fixed. There are other ways to get. Like he just used like Odin's power, but. No, he's just beaming on the there. Yeah, they're pretty the fucking rainbow road. Inconsist- inconsistent with that. What not happened? that it's but like it needs major- to be. Not that it needs to be like we need the whole <laughs> logistical infrastructure of this stuff, but it's like for for these things to have consequences, need to have like some internal consistency. Um, yeah, that was um, that that was really egregious to me. But like, that was your big thing at the end of the movie. There's there's also like, like Odin is like lecturing. And this is this makes a lot of sense with the reshoots now, where Odin's lecturing Loki, giving him shit about what he did in Avengers, and he's like, you know, humans are, are just like us. They live and they die. Um, what you did is bad. Uh, you shouldn't conquer a realm and, and rule about? it as a benevolent. <laughs> overlord um and then five seconds later he's talking to thor who's all sad about natalie portman and he's like ah human lives are nothing they just they yeah, don't matter yeah, and it's, it's like it's, it's like redundant, the next scene and it's not redundant but with the reshoots yeah, that makes a lot of sense um a lot more sense um uh, I noticed, like the the movie opens so we've got our lord of the rings exposition where uh, thor's grandpa did an insufficient and inadequate genocide and hid away the, 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 the glowy swirly ring of power. That's another note. Every like fantasy ish movie, or even if the magic is technology in theory or whatever, it's all, it's always just like swirly glowy CGI. Like all these movies, it's swirly, it's just swirly glowy CGI. And I just, I feel like magic or magic ease stuff. I wish there was like a more, visually interesting way of representing it than just colory swirls. I'm like bored of seeing yeah. that in everything. Yeah. Um, like particle effects. Yeah. And but then there's yeah, the whole, like so inspired. they're just fighting. And it's a lot. I've noticed that with like Iron Man and stuff. There's always just like generic bad guys who threaten a generic piece that they're fighting. Like in this case, they're, res- <laughs> they're restoring yeah. peace to the nine realms, which was sundered when the Bifrost was broken and reasserting so, Asgardian hegemony, so, yeah, which is inherently a good too. thing, I guess. Um, and, and then they kind of touch on it at the end when Thor's just like, I don't have what it takes to be king. You, you got to be too brutal and smart. And Loki was right. And it's like, where did we address the brutality and compromise it takes to be king yeah, we really didn't. anywhere? Um, but again, that's where you could like, maybe, you know, again, it's like the the movie's just kind of like, yeah, if you want peace, you subjugate everybody through brute force and you genocide the people that won't bow down. Mm-hmm. Which, like, even if that was your point, you could explore that more interestingly if you wanted to be, like, that much of, like, a Kissingerian realist or whatever. Well, I guess yeah. Kissinger was more of, like, a balance of power. So <laughs> that really applies. But, um, 
Damn, who would, uh, who do you think Henry Kissinger's favorite superhero is? I hate the fact that I have to say is because he's not fucking How dead the fuck yet. He's not dead. Oh, God. I don't think he watches these movies. He doesn't give a shit. There's no, there's no way Henry Kissinger's sitting down to watch a Marvel movie. Um, he's too busy going to the Jeffrey Epstein eyes wide shut orgies with his <laughs> rotten fucking dick. That's more rotten like mold than dick. Moldy dick. Yeah. Um, also, it's like, like there's so we've got the nine realms in Yggdrasil, and then we've got. Within Midgard, which is Earth, but which is also like all of our space and cosmos too, I guess. Um, yeah, it's that's so you've completely, got all the galaxies in the known universe, and that's all part of Midgard. And you've got nine other fantasy, eight other fantasy realm, fantasy sci-fi realms, and then you've got the multi. So you've got like these, and then and you've got the multiverse. Conflict, like, and is then this you've got the these, first. This is, I think, the first implication, or at least what they'd probably w- retroactively. Like the marketing team, at least, would like act like, oh, this is the move. This that's actually the multiverse. Like what they would, I, you I know, guess, but it doesn't actively describe it's it. Like as, having probably. these different cosmologies stacked on top of each other, just like so. The Asgardians will go to war against all these extras from an episode of Angel, um, <laughs> in just yeah. a random set of woods somewhere by a tent to reassert peace in the nine realms. But then, where are they for like anything else that happens in any? I don't know if they show up in. And end game or whatever, um, but it's like where are they for everything else? If if this is like their deal is ruling this cosmology, like like and, and like that's the thing when you're like co- going, I guess, right from the comics where you're just you're retroactively stitching things together that don't really fit to create marketing opportunities. Um, yeah, and it's, and like if if these are gonna if we're gonna treat these like it's oh it's not just a little crossover here and there, but it's one big universe and everything's an integral part of it. So if you're going to claim to do that, then you demand to be analyzed that way. And then at that point, all these parts not fitting together is a legitimate problem that you can criticize because that defeats the whole point yeah. of what you're doing. And all of the creative controls and assembly line process you execute to make this stuff fit together um, can't be justified. Um, and I was just thinking like, um, uh, uh, I thought I had something else. I just, I just have if, a lot of. Not, I fill my notes with too many like minor <laughs> observations that are not really relevant, or that I won't need notes. I, I like your of. observation that Asgard looks like a casino. That it does. Me the fuck out because everything's it does. just fucking plated gold. It looks like a Trump it looks casino. Like fucking it's Vegas. It's like these are supposed yeah, to be the Norse like, gods. Can't we get like more of a like a long. Uh, uh, hall, but I, but I also think that's like a perfectly poetic, like that's like a very perfectly poetic uh, example. Just because like 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 casino or like Las Vegas, you know, you got the they got like the mini Eiffel Tower. It's all these facsimiles of real places, and they look cheap and yeah, miniature and bad. And that's what like Asgard is. Like the casino version of like Lord of the Rings, or oh, yeah, that's you know, that's these King's movies Landing. in general. Is everything? Or, yeah, is a little cheaper and smaller, especially like given the money they're spending on these movies. It's always frustrating how uninteresting they tend to look, and like, yeah, and like God, you could just 
just like more like even if you did everything green screen and cgi just having like more interesting shot composition could go so far to like giving things a sense of scale and and texture like um uh i don't know arrival yeah like like the spaceships and that are all cgi but the way they're shot they look like you get a sense that they're like big and imposing and scary yeah because they Denis Villeneuve, even if you they think he's overrated or whatever, yeah, yeah, he 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 has cinematic shot framing that that yeah, it's gives like them... they, they're they're like the uh, monoliths from two thousand one. Yeah. Um, is that your is that your watch something else? Or no, no, that's just an example of a movie where it's like an effect was like probably all CG, but it was still effective just by using like shot composition yeah. to make it visually yeah, there's interesting. There's a way to do it. Um, um, I, I that's guess just, before, these movies just yeah yeah, yeah these like I, that's even like watching the best ones uh, is always frustrating because you see where they like bump up against the limitations of being an MCU yeah. movie where it's like here or there there's like oh an interestingly composed shot um, and then it's like oh, and then we go to the action we're just doing the CGI camera swoop around cuts, and then everything's yeah. everything's perfunctory and utilitarian um and I mean, I I don't know to what extent we can lay that at the feet of Joss Whedon, because the Avengers yeah, became had to know. become the reference point for what Marvel movies look like. And yeah. as a as a Although director, I, visually a he's colorful. just adequate. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's a Kinda, TV guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess before, because I'm I'm done speaking about Thor. I don't want a stinky yeah. doo doo movie. Um, but I guess before we move on to like our watch something else suggestion, um, we'd be remiss not to mention because this this story just dropped today um, that like Marvel Studios basically has the rights to use Stanley's likeness forever now. Yeah. Um, although they specified it doesn't they, they're like not sure if that means they can uh, give him the uh, old uh, Peter Cushing treatment in Rogue One. Um, God knows I don't want to see General Tarkin ass Stanley talking to me about uh, uh, here it comes Guardians of the Galaxy part uh, vo- volume seven it's, it's yay um, but and yeah he, he's that's... just a janitor who says you say you're Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah and it's just Stanley's face and superimposed on like not even like an old guy actor but just like like uh, they got Doug Jones or something, yeah. or like Andy Circus to just like g- huddle down, like with a cane. They're like it's it's that level of like you know faking it at that point. But you I yeah the the using I don't I I just think the concept of like having the rights to use someone's like face and voice and. Right. Yeah, we can we can just basically every part of them however you want after they die. A, it's just a digital facsimile of them and just have them yeah. around forever as little puppets. And it it also sucks because it's like that same like we can never let anything go. Like nothing no. can ever end. Um nobody's nobody's ever really dead. Yeah, yeah. And, and which which means like now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna live in a world now where it's not just the same characters, the same brands and franchises that just go on and on and on forever, but now it's gonna be the same fucking actors. Like 
we're 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 not gonna get new act like like if this goes to if we follow this like its maximal like worst conclusion, no more new actors, no new faces. That's too risky. It'll just be digital recreations of the same actors yeah. that we all like like right now. Um, yeah, because nobody's ever really gone. No, just 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 the Rock forever. In 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 a yeah. thousand years, <laughs> everyone's in, the Rock in the Logan's Run bubble city beneath the Earth. There's, it's just going to be a computerized version of The Rock in all the movies and Mark Wahlberg uh, for oh, all God. time and, until uh, until the, the last even when all the last humans are dead it'll just be like there will come soft rains it'll just be screens in empty hallways running auto, algorithmically created movies for skeletons yeah um, and, they'll all um, have the and fucking, I also have to say they'll, they'll, they'll all have uh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet in them or something. Hey, I think he's he's a handsome young lad. Nothing, nothing, I mean, I, nothing against these these actors as actors, but it's just that they they will whoever's popular like right now as oh, yeah. this technology comes yeah. about will just be the movie stars of forever. Um, uh, and I and that's I will, why we call I, this I the say, death of cinema. Yeah. Um, and as a Bostonian, I am also very, very sorry about Mark Wahlberg. He does not he does not represent me. He does not represent my people or my town or the Dunkin' Donuts brand. Uh I I do not we do not claim him. Um, even though he has like several burger joints named after himself opened in the Boston mes- metropolitan area. Um I'm very sorry. Are they any good? Have you ever had Mark a Wahlberg? No, no. They, oh, was... they opened one like near my college, and I fuck. Why? Why would I go to Wahlburgers when there was Tasty Burger up the street? Fuck that. Like, so oh, I, you're gonna, you're gonna, I you're gonna with... present me with a stupid, stinky Wahlburger, like a, a burger made by by a guy who got away with like kicking the shit out of a Vietnamese man and paid him off so we could say nice things about him for the rest it's of the life. It's funny that you bring or that am up. Am I gonna get a, a burger called Tasty Burger? The the choice a, is obvious. Oh, it's a tasty um, burger. It says right there. Anyway, we're not we're not being sponsored by Tasty Burger, unfortunately. No. But um, uh, so tasty I, tasty burger. Send me a free burger <laughs> across the continent. They're they're really they're actually really really uh, good. But um, you know guys, what you know what I I speaking of Tasty Burger, uh, I had that before I went and saw what's going to be my firm firm uh watch something else recommendation. Um, I enjoyed a nice burger before I went and saw the Northmen in theaters with the Dolby uh, IMAX treatment with like the the vibrating seats and shit and like the surround sound. Oh, I wonder if that's um, in a theater in Nanaimo or something. It's not going to the town where I live. I still haven't seen it's, it. We've, we've been like, hey, give us a fucking Viking movie. Like this this Thor shit, this is, this is pussy stuff. No, Vikings are dirty. They're gross. They're evil they're rough and god the northman is all of those things uh people get their heads chopped the fuck off there is a horse made out of human limbs anna taylor joy like lifts up her skirt and shows off her merkin at one point uh and and here's our here's our like slight marvel tie-in uh the star of the movie alexander skarsgård Another one of the Skarsgårds. Another Skarsgård. Um, I think he's. I think he's. I, 
think he's Stellan's nephew. I think he. I think he's the nephew because there's there's is also he, there's Bill. Is he the Bill one that Pennywise. was in? Is he the one Bill, that in the Northman is? Is he the one that was in that vampire show, True Blood? True Blood. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, all the women in my family loved him when that show was a thing. Oh, he was delicious on that <laughs> show. Um. Yeah. No, the Northman is like everything you want in everything a Viking movie should be. Um, it's not my favorite Robert Eggers movie. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much or more than either The Witch or The Lighthouse. Um, the Lighthouse is probably my favorite just because, like, it's 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 the like the Lighthouse dark is insane. Of the episode of uh of the episode of like the SpongeBob with the hashling and slasher. Like, I love The Lighthouse, but uh, it's also, the Northman is it's also is funny great. when when you realize it's supposed yeah. to be funny. It's 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 a, quite a funny movie. Um, yeah, The Northman's great. Um, very, very, very violent. Very, very gory. Uh, there also a movie that has a strange use of a couple stocks fart sound effects. Um, Miguel, I've linked to a couple fart sound effects. So fart underscore two probably, dot probably wave. any either any one of yeah any one that you use. I think it showed up in the movie, which was. It took me out of it a little bit, but it was it was coming from Willem Dafoe. So Willem Dafoe farts in this movie. Oh, we got oh, Willem um, Dafoe's in this too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Willem mean, Dafoe. He also. He's, yeah, I guess he's part of the, the Eggers staple now. Um, yeah, he's a he. Him and Anya Taylor Joy are like clearly his like go to people An- now. Anya Taylor Joy is interesting to me because she's like really pretty but she's like slightly too symmetrical like she looks a little bit uncanny like a space alien it's like an elf but that she's makes like her like elven. more interesting than being like generically pretty yeah she's she's um, got a very like i've only really um, seen her in the witch yeah. i think i didn't watch queen's gambit she was good in the witch so I, neither did i um uh, yeah she's 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 very she's got a very elvish like elven yeah she's face. got a like a slightly like she's like good. Fairy. I feel like she's, she's really appropriate for this sort of material because she's got that. She's got a slightly unearthly quality. I don't know. <laughs> it's like yeah. I find like it. Little... I find it compelling. Um, like, yeah, almost kind of a little bit of a like you know trad wife sort of. <laughs> not. Oh my god, that was the wrong word to use. But uh, good job. like a. <laughs> so, <laughs> Hey. Miguel, please, Miguel, can you please bleep that, <laughs> please? And just, yeah, just, just let people. Um, but yeah, she, uh, she's great in the movie. Alexander Skarsgård is is great in the movie. Nicole Kidman is in the movie. Um, she, she also, if uh, I saw at the AMC theater. Um, so if you if you go to AMC theaters before. Every movie they play a little like introduction where Nicole Kidman walks into an AMC theater um, and she she looks like she's been digitally de-aged or like run through a filter. She like it it, it gives the same sort of uh, she's, she's had a little too much work as done. General Tarkin in Rogue One. Yeah, lately. Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, she's if you wanna if you want a Nicole. Kidman double feature. Go see the Northman at your local AMC. Although I, I think by the time, certainly by the time this comes out, it's 
probably going to be out of theaters. I think it's already streaming on video on demand in some places. Oh shit, maybe I can Which is yeah, the the isn't that insane like the turnaround now from like theater release? I like, mean, when they're the not simultaneous of, like, independent uh... stuff. Yeah, with the exception of like independent stuff like, you know, like only a bunch of like last year's Sundance films are just coming out like on streaming and like for public viewing now, which is think, weird, but I think what's like, going to happen big bunch of movies the turnaround yeah. is so small. It's like a matter of like not even like 2 months. Like it because well, I think theater theaters like are less and less important to the revenue model on yeah. the studio end. Um It's uh, just going to be Marvel movies playing studios now. Like, there are some theaters that are just, like, or, yeah, there are just some movies or some some movie theaters that, like, most of the showings are all Marvel or, like, Star Wars or DCU. Like, it's, it's depressing. It's so sad. Like... This is, this is, you know, I, I thought I lived in a capitalist society where I have the ability to make a choice of what I want when I go to the, the movie theater and not just the choice of what time I want to see Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Wait, yeah, the, uh, I mean, this is, yeah, we're in ultra consolidation mode now. It's just, it's, it's all just one big company, really. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's the, it's like. Oh God! What what was the the it's like the Paramount decree never happened. It's it's like the same vert. I think it was called like vertical alignment with the studios used to do before the oh yeah, because well, you know, the studios used to own the theaters. Movies. That was the thing. Now yeah, the studios own their but, own streaming services. So it's so it's like they basically own their own. Yeah, they own their own platforms and places it's, it's, for it's, distribution. It's, it's, it's so it's like age. the theater can get yeah. It's good. I mean, that, well, that's post. That's the interwar period. Like, but that's like that's what they're going back to. Is like pre. They're trying to rewind the clock to the pre New Deal world in, yeah. in America and the pre post war social democratic settlement in in Europe. Um, so um, I watch something what's else. Your recommendation? Yeah. Uh I forgot. It just fell out of my head. I had it. It was right there. Clearly, it's not very good. But and then it was. The entire it was purpose. gone. Fuck! What was I gonna? I'm going insane. I forgot what I was gonna say. It was. It was right there. Was it? Was it? What was? Was it related by like content? Does it have a shared actor? I, I think I was. Um, gonna, I think it was a fantasy movie. But now I'm just like Legend, Willow. I'm not. Uh, fuck, I'm not sure. I I had it. Now it's. You know. Okay. You know. What I wanted to. Um. Because we got a little bit of time. We're coming. We're just writing a little short this episode, understandably, because it wasn't as much. Not, to talk not about. quite. We're, we're um, over ninety minutes. We, we never write minutes. short episodes. But if we could just talk about uh, so, uh, something. I'm just kind of curious about because it'll be a while before we get to it proper, uh, and then maybe okay. whatever I was thinking of will come back into my brain because I, you know, when you just like talk about something else and it comes back. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Let's did you that. finally see the Batman? No, I haven't yet. Um, oh, I thought I thought you did. I, I, I saw I you talk about on Twitter. I know, I know, because I just haven't had like it's that's a three hour movie or close to it. So it's I gotta. I've just been working a lot lately, like six days a week. So my oh, free time shit. has okay. been kind of more pressure, press, precious than uh, it was like a couple months ago. But I I am marginally more interested in seeing that movie than I was uh, like two months ago. So um, yeah, I'll I'll check it out when I have time. 
Oh, I was just, I was, two? I thought you'd seen it. I was curious your, your thoughts about it. But yeah. you know what? No, my I ha- suggestion, I, I haven't seen my it suggestion first. came back. Um, okay, what is it? John Milius directed Arnold Schwarzenegger starring 1982 Conan the Barbarian. Oh, okay. Okay. That movie slaps. Good old Conan. Yeah, that movie's Roll awesome. Conan. Um, it's, uh, in a lot of respects, probably deeply reactionary, but it's got fucking, it's got tits and blood and violence and practical sets and muscly oiled men and some pretty good, like, m- quasi-mytho-epic type of lines, you know, you know, like, Subutai, his erstwhile companion, is standing there, and someone asks him, why do you cry? He says, for Conan who cannot, or something like that, right? <laughs> like that kind of stuff. It's awesome. It rules. Oh, it's James Earl Jones sick. plays the villain, and he's really good what? in it. Oh, um, that's awesome. Okay. No, no. The 82 Conan movie's awesome. It rules. Um, no, 80s movies were like. Well, in 80s, like, 80s, because 80s all of them were produced by are, cocaine. Yeah, that too. But they're all like, yeah, they've got that tactility that comes from having real sets and practical effects and a lot of charm. And they're all like, there's a weirdness to them. Cause they're more in that like mythic be- before thing, before fantasy and sci-fi, at least in film became like really lore dominated. Yeah. Things were more in that quasi mythic. It just exists because sensibility. it exists. Yeah. You don't need to um, rationalize it. Like, you, you know, don't so need you get, to you get it in more like of that. science or anything. Yeah, yeah. So things are less explained and kind of more mysterious and strange and otherworldly, and that's you know, and it's got that like it's and it's got that kind of like slightly gritty, somewhat amoral universe. So Conan's not really he's he's a hero in a more classical sense. He's not really especially a good guy. Um, you know, his his god is a god of battle and steel, and he's oh, what's that? One of those other lines is like. He makes this long prayer to his god, Krom, to help him get revenge. And then he says, if you don't help me, then to hell with you. It's he, that kind he of says movie. says in the Arnold voice? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 82. He's, <laughs> oh. His accent's real oh. thick. Oh, God. No, no Conan, uh, Conan 82 is awesome. That's that's like, if you're, if you're like, you want to watch a fantasy movie, like, that's some good shit. Um, and then there's so also stuff that's like, it. I have a soft spot for it. I don't know how strongly I can recommend it to other people. But, you know, like Crawl, Legend, Willow, La- Lady Hawk, I haven't seen since I was a little kid. I've actually been being there. I wanted to rewatch that. Willow, Willow, I liked. That was, uh, I had that. Yeah, Willow's like, a lot of fun. Another movie that was uh, not played a lot when I was a little, but it was a movie I'd, I'd watch with my mom uh, time to time. So that, yeah, that's a, it's, I think it would hold up. Um, Jesus, the. Army of Darkness. Where are they going to get, like, What's what's that actor's name? Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Troy or not for Troy? That's is that Vern is Troy that equivalent <laughs> to being racist? <laughs> oh, what fucking we man, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, Warwick, da- uh, Warwick Davis. I should, that should be cut. What, cut yeah, that. I just Warwick like, Davis. I I knew. I knew. <laughs> yeah, Warwick Davis. Like, when are what are they gonna? I feel like he he's like. He, because he he's done like Star Wars, but I I feel like it's only kind of a matter of time and and Harry Potter. So the MCU or the DCU is like the next 
like franchise. Yeah, have we one, seen? Basically. Well, they, they like, do, when are they gonna? They do everything with computers now, so they'd have to cast him yeah. as an actor, not just as like an Ewok or something. Um, yeah, but that's, actually, admittedly, I think that's something that's kind of sweet about Willow because it was like George a George Lucas kind of produced joint, right? Is he's like, yeah, letting this guy just like be the hero of a movie and not just an incidental companion to the hero or or yeah. the furry critter or something. And that's, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, um, it's, it's, no, it's, nice, no, it's, it's a fun, nice representation. cute 80s fantasy movies. You got your stop motion. I love stop And I always, I oh love stop, God. yeah, I love stop motion. It's like, uh, it's like a furnace or something comes to life and starts walking around and becomes like a big. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Machine. I remember that. Cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, of, of like just watch an 80s fantasy movie in general, but I'd say in particular, yeah, watch, um, Watch, watch Conan the Barbarian. Watch, that movie slaps. Yeah, watch anything else. Watch, <laughs> please, please watch the Northman watch if you're dry. a psycho like me. Yeah, watch Paint Dry. Watch, watch the Northman if you thought there were not enough uh, decapitations in Thor two. Watch uh, uh, Conan the Barbarian if you also thought if there you think there were enough decapitations dudes. in Thor two. There's okay. some decapitations in cool. Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> There's a really good There's... decapitation in Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay, well now I have to see it. No, no, um, you'd, you'd you'd like it. You'd like it. I think you'd okay, like it a lot. Cool. You should watch it. Um, definitely, definitely have to crack a crack a bottle of wine open. Just like put on my put on my critic glasses, which are just my regular glasses, <laughs> and just be be prepared for a cinematic experience. Um. All right. Any anything anything you want to plug? Before we end, because uh, um, the, the one thing I want to plug is hopefully by the time this comes out, and I, I will be so mad at myself if I haven't finished it, but I will, um, I'm currently working on a review of the uh, new remaster of Inland Empire uh, that just kind remastered. of just finished its, uh, yeah, it's a remaster. Of, from, uh, the, from being shot on Handycam? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It looks great. It looks great. I saw it in the theater. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be honest, I was on like 50 milligrams of edibles while I was watching it. I was like in the second row. I don't know it if I'd want to be high. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> oh, it made it, it made it like so a, much I was high for a lot of I Twin Peaks, it. but I don't know if I'd want to be high for something like Inland Empire. Oh my God. When Laura, when, when Laura Dern's face does that thing at the very end, I like got scared. And I've, I've actually, seen I've actually never seen before, it before, but I got scared. <laughs> I've, I've never seen it yeah. Inland Empire. <laughs> It's it's been on it my will, list in, for a while. I'm gonna have um I'm I'm writing a very nice like commentary slash review of the remaster and that'll be out on the art fuse hopefully 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 next week uh, I'm putting my faith in the fact that I can ramble on about David Lynch for like hours and hours. We should so we I should do a David Lynch turn. episode. Probably. We need yeah. yes please for my sake uh, yeah although it, it it'd be funny trying to like. I like aside like Dune aside because Dune is probably like the closest thing you could even like compare to being like a Marvel movie and David Lynch's oeuvre and even even then like David Lynch's Dune is very much a David Lynch movie even though it was clearly very fucked with by the studio. Yeah. Um, I, I want to watch it at some point because the, the the art direction looks really amazing and I kind of just want to enjoy that. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even if, yeah, even if like everyone's always told me like yeah the the movie looked cool but it was a total mess like 
lot in story. Yeah, it was messy, but like also it had pugs, and I like pugs. Yeah, there there were pugs, and there were pugs in David Lynch's Dune. He was like, I want pugs in my Dune movie. Kyle, you get to hold the pug. I, I did. I did I, a I, really I good do David like Lynch. A David Lynch impression on the on on command. <laughs> I I did a good one off the cuff, and I never tried one before a couple months ago. And then every attempt to replicate it has been failed because I've been too self conscious about it. It wasn't just like launching from the gut, and now I'm afraid to try again. Um. But I think that about wraps it up. I don't really have anything to plug. Um, I'm, I'd, I'd, like, I'd like to ask the audience to help plug the show. Um, yeah, plug us. It's I don't. Plug, I'm not good oh, at well, self promotion. Don't plug us sexually, please don't. Oh, dude, I didn't. But plug our show. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not good at self promotion. So if you're good at it, please other promote and promote us on my behalf. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just think promote self promotion isn't hot. It's, it's not. Cool I've never been comfortable with it. Um, uh, I think I, I like I try to do it, and I do it with like too many layers of like self deprecation, irony, and then it just like doesn't work because people are just like, wait, yeah, yeah, you, know, you can't, you don't get anywhere underselling things. Um, but uh, th- yeah, no, my sincere thanks. Um, for listening um a few people have talked to me or in public places i've seen about how much they've liked the show and that really does actually wait for real and you didn't tell me this no i I think i told you at least about one or two of them um that like came up to you in public not in person online oh okay no not all right i thought you were being like no no they were like Uh, just like in places online i've seen marvelous on on public places online like i've seen people okay here and there um Okay, link me not to just, those whenever they happen. Yeah, not, I, not just talk to me about the like. It's like in chats and stuff that goes, but like, okay, have have mentioned to me that they like it, or uh, just mentioned in like on like Discord servers and stuff where I've seen um, that, that they liked it. And um, uh, a listener, uh, Ames, who is a, a speedrunner on uh, Twitch, uh, shouted us out uh, on her show and on her Discord, which is extremely kind. Um, Thanks, and I'm dude. very grateful for, and uh, I, I just I don't know. Like, it's been it's been a rough year. I don't want to go into detail. Like, yeah, I've um, and even like 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 something I've talked about. I just, like I it's it's been a rough year. Um, yeah, we can use we could use some uh, help in this aspect. Um, I I think we deserve our message deserves to be heard because we're uh, I I think it's it's fair to fair to say we're still like the only specific anti mcu multiverse cinematic universe podcast like so we're 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 really pioneers here so you want to you want to fund your cultural pioneers because this is how you get yeah new stuff so yeah i mean you know if you just like you know, it is a pre. If you're if you're like the show and you want to share it with other people and get them to check it out, that is greatly appreciated. Um, feedback is always appreciated. Um, and like like I said, it's it's been it's been a a, a bit of a tough go lately. So um, you know, I'm I'm fine. I'm personally fine. It's just other things in my life. Yeah, a bit Stu's a not dying. He yeah, he, he's made um, a full COVID recovery. Yeah, oh yeah, I got. I just recovered from COVID. Got, That's one Stu of the got things. COVID. 
but I'm, I'm fine. It's just been a, a, an emotionally trying few months, and seeing anyone just go, "Hey, I like your your podcast or, or anything you do," always uh, it means it's easy to forget nice. when you're on the other side, and you're just like, "Oh, I should tell this person I like your thing." Ah, no, it's just it's blah blah. blah. But no, it, it's it's great. And it it, yeah. it means it always means more than you realize, and and I'm really appreciative and grateful. Um, so thank you. All right, guys. Yep. Well, thank we'll, you. It's uh, it's about eleven thirty on the east oh, coast. Yeah, so right. I got I got to go to fucking bed. And I've got to charge. I gotta, my I got to go to fucking bed. So, so um, yep. Good night, everybody. And yeah, I think next time we'll probably be talking about Winter Soldier. The Winter uh, Soldier. So, which, yeah. Which will be good for. Me. I get to see Chris again. Yay! But I'll probably also, like, watch a bunch of better movies beforehand. So I was I'm thinking maybe I should watch myself. some of those, like, Parallax View, Three Days Oh, I was going to watch Parallax View. Yeah, I was going to watch Parallax uh, before View. Before we do. Because Parallax, yeah. I mean, Parallax View rocks. I haven't seen Conversation, Three I haven't Days seen Condor, or, or those yet, but I was planning to do it. So that would be, I think, something. There we go. Yep. Um, so look forward to All that. Right. And... Uh, uh, bye. And for two stinks, yeah. For <laughs> two sucks. Goodbye. Bye.